Welcome, and thank you for tuning into the Graceland Church Podcast. Our mission is to follow Jesus and love our neighbor for the good of the city. Good morning, everybody. How are you? I want to wish you a happy uh, July 4th weekend. We're grateful for our country, and we continue. I want to encourage you, pray for the leaders of our country. We pray for spiritual awakening in this nation, and I want to encourage you to have uh, a joy-filled and safe July 4th. I emphasize the word safe because we're in firework country. I never experienced fireworks till I moved to Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? Be safe out there. Right after the celebrations on Tuesday, our kids leave for kids camp on Wednesday. It's going to be amazing. So I want to encourage you to start praying for our kids and pray for them all week. My wife went to youth camp last week as a counselor and is also going to kids camp this upcoming week. So I've just been abandoned. I need help. (laughs) I'm going to share just four really, really quick principles about how we overcome as it relates to our testimonies, just to set up what we're going to do today. It's going to be the, the fastest four principles you've ever heard me share. Number one, if you like to fill in your notes, is there is a vital relationship between your testimony and living an overcoming life. And I want to encourage you before we hear these testimonies today that you have a testimony in your life. Anything that God has done in your life is your testimony. And there's an important relationship between your story and you living an overcoming life. To testify means to give evidence as a witness. So number two, your testimony gives evidence as a personal witness to the promises of God. Last Sunday, I shared out of John 15, as we've been studying the Gospel of John, and it says this in verse 26, when the advocate comes, who I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. So Jesus there is talking to his disciples who were physically with him from the beginning, but also through his word, 2,000 years later, he's talking to us And it should be a reminder for us today that we must testify. Number three, if God has done good things in your life, testify about him. It just means to share the story. Talk about the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. And Revelation 12 gives us the connection between your testimony and an overcoming life. Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters, talking about the evil one, Satan, the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So this description of the evil one is important for us to understand because his native tongue is deception And his primary goal is to bring accusations about you, yes, before God, as he tries to say, look, look what they're doing. Look how messed up they are. He also wants to bring those accusations about you to you. Anybody ever felt that? He also wants to bring accusations about your loved ones and people in your life to you. That one's harder to admit, but it happens to all of us. And the scripture is telling us that we overcome these accusations by the blood of the lamb, That's Jesus who shed his blood for us on the cross. That's the gospel, the good news. He overcomes sin, death, and the grave. But we have a role to play, and that is by using our testimony. So there's a relationship. The blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony leads us 
to an overcoming life. And I just know this from my own experience and from living amongst humans for many, many years that are following Jesus. We often live a defeated life because we forget our testimony. And it's up to us to choose to live the overcoming life that Jesus has made a way for us to live. So this morning, as you hear some testimonies from our youth and from our Mexico missions team, I also want to encourage you to remember your testimony. It might not be about youth camp or a Mexico missions trip, but it's about God's work in your life. And if you don't have a testimony yet, you can start one today by putting your faith in him. And that's what today is all about. So I'm going to welcome Jessica back up, and she's going to facilitate some of our youth testimonies. You can give my wife a giant hand. That's okay. Go ahead. Thank you. It is true. I love camp. I would go every week and during the summer if I could and stay married, but probably couldn't. So um, we had an amazing time. We had an awesome group of kids. We had um, 12 students go. We had seven boys and five girls, all between uh, seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. Um, and you know what? They are just like hungry for the things of God. Like it is so encouraging to see, to see that and encouraging to my faith. Um, we, I'll just tell you, there were 400, over 425 students at this camp. So the, the altars were packed. Uh, I think there was a picture of it, um, right there. I mean, like the sound of praises from amongst those students, like my ears were ringing after worship, not because the music was so loud, I might've been part of it, but their, their singing to God was so um, incredible. Um, it was super awesome. I wanted to share with you, uh, out of our 12 kids, we had some pretty cool uh, stats. We, we find out these numbers, it's not about the numbers, but it's just awesome to just say, like, like to put a number on like what, um, you know, just so we can kind of keep track of what's going on in their lives. But um, all of them had encounters with God. All of them um, really pressed in. I was so proud of them. We had one first-time salvation. We had four rededications um, just in our small group of kids. Uh, we had three first-time Holy Spirit baptisms, five reefs filled with the Holy Spirit, three healings, four called into ministry, and three called into an occupation. Isn't that incredible? Let's give God some praise. That's so awesome. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was just such, a, such an encouraging week. I know me and the other counselors that went to, we were touched as well. Um, I have a couple students that wanted to share uh, just a little bit about what God did in their lives this past week, and uh, I'm going to call them up. Do you want to do a trip? No? Okay. Trip, did God move in your life? Yes, he did. It was awesome. It was awesome. Um, uh, is, uh, is Benji in here now? Come on up, Benji. Let's give Benji a hand. Let's go, man. Him and these white Crocs. I think you played every challenge in those white Crocs, didn't you? Yep. It's amazing what you can do in white Crocs. Yep. I'm so shocked. Yep. <laughs> um, just wanted to say, it was amazing, first of all. Um, to be in the presence of the Lord. Um, and I really felt called into ministry and called just to like worship and share the word um, of God. And I really felt like I could open up by the end of the week and really felt like I could have a proper like interaction with him and felt like I could communicate with him. But Honestly, by the end of the week, I felt like a new person. Um, just being able to 
communicate with him more and open up and really just get to know him, you know? And it just felt great being to, being able to do that. And it was also such a great time and it was really fun. So, yeah. I was so proud of Benji. They would, uh, we'd have times of worship and then like, you know, sometimes kids would start kind of lingering and then they would encourage him to press in and Benji was always right back up pressing in. It was really amazing to see him do that. And Camden, come on up Camden. Let's give Camden a, a hand. This was Camden's first youth camp, but we've been three timers now, right? Two, two kids camps first in youth camp now, right? We've been to camp three times together. Yeah. She's like doing math. You tired? Yes. yes, it was an exhausting week. It was so amazing, though, right? You want to tell us a little bit about what God did in your life? Um, so at my mom's house, I have two stepbrothers, and they give me a lot of anxiety. And I've been, like, praying over that for a while. And we were getting anointed, and I didn't tell anyone. And she prayed over, like, exactly that. And I already feel better. So, yeah. Camden really encouraged me um, that night because, you know, they're, they're praying over the leaders so that we will go and pray over the kids. And, um, and I was just exhausted. And, like, I just, you know, I, I kind of felt already prayed out and the service hadn't even started yet. And I was just like, God, I just need your words. And when I was praying for Camden, I remember thinking, like, God, I hope you're giving me words because I'm, like, I didn't feel like rainbows and butterflies and fireworks or anything emotional. I was just just praying and um, when she came and told me that, that what, you know, God had helped me pray over her was exactly what she needed was so, um, just so amazing. God's faithfulness, you know, I mean, he works through you even when you feel like he can't. And um, even when you're feeling exhausted and tired, um, he's just so much greater and he's so faithful. So we had an amazing time. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for those that, you know, might have given with scholarships. I mean, it, it, parents, you know, sacrificing to make your kids go, it is worth it is worth it because their lives are changed and they're forever marked. Um, so thank you guys so much. God is doing great things in our students' lives. I want to let all you parents and youth know the Summer Olympics start one week from today for Graceland Youth. Sunday night, next week, 5 p.m. It's going to be four weeks in a row, the whole month of July. Giant competition among the teams, water games outside. It's going to be a blast. And then we'll do a giant back-to-school bash going into the fall that we're really excited about. Before we get into these Mexico team testimonies, I want to show you a quick highlight video. So check, out, check it out on the screen. Let me, let me go into the testimonies first while you guys mess with that. We'll come back to the video. And so let me just say, uh, before I invite this first person up, she uh, kind of last minute ended up running the logistics of the trip. I'm talking about the one and only Sherry Dutton. And <laughs> Sherry stepped up to the plate and hit a grand slam. Let me just say it that way. And the missionary that we worked with um, in Tizamine, Bill Craver, he was celebrating his 30th anniversary 
of doing missions trips in that region. And he's seen over 7,000 missionaries come through as a part of different teams. And he said that Sherry, when it came to organization and running the logistics of a trip, was in the very top echelon of any team that's ever come. And it's the first mission trip Sherry's ever been on. So she was just making it up as she goes. Let's welcome Sherry up to the front. Thank you so much, Nathan. It, it really was, it was an honor to be on the team that went to Mexico. Um, I was able to go with my 11-year-old daughter, Addison, and it was, it was truly just an honor to be there and be a part of this team. And there were so many experiences that we had together. It's actually kind of hard to pick one to share with you today. Um, but everybody told us, oh, you've never been on a missions trip. You're going to love it. It's going to be life-changing. Um, it's going to change your heart. And, and it did. It really, really did. It was just an incredible time. And we were able to do some really awesome things. And one of the things that we did was an eyeglass ministry. And so we took boxes of eyeglasses from Costco. And we would sit up under the pavilion and people would line up to come and see us to get a pair of readers. And it was really cool to have the interaction with them and to let them try on, you know, 1.5 or 2.25 and hold up the piece of paper and they would, I mean, honestly, they were shocked. They could see better um, because they just don't have access to those kind of glasses like we do here. And so it was really great to see them get their glasses, be able to read a piece of paper better and walk away with a new pair of glasses. And as we were having conversation with the people we were meeting with, um, I wanna paint a picture for you of one of the gentlemen I was able to meet. Um, how many of you know The Rock, Dwayne Johnson? Okay, imagine him. Imagine the rock um, coming to the table to sit with me. He's got his white t-shirt, his big arms and tattoos, and um, he was coming to get a pair of glasses. And so we got him all fixed up and he could see better. Um, he was kind of a quiet guy. He wasn't super chatty. Um, and after we got him fitted for his glasses, um, we were to ask the person we're talking with, um, hey, Eduardo, um, can I ask you, do you, do you know about Jesus? And he kind of, I lost eye contact with him at the, that point. He kind of looked away and kind of shook his head. And he was like, well, he was like, I've heard of him, but I don't really know a lot. And I was like, okay. And we continue our conversation. And I ask Eduardo, Eduardo, if you were to die today, do you know if you would go to heaven or to hell? And Eduardo comes back and locks eyes with me, has the biggest tears coming to his eyes that I've ever seen. And he just shakes his head and he said, I've done some bad things in my life. I've made really bad choices. I think I'm gonna go to hell. And he begins to weep. And I immediately take my hands, reach across the table, grab his arms, and I say, Eduardo, 
I am here today to tell you, Jesus loves you. He loves you so much, and he forgives you for the things that you have done in your life. And we proceed to have a really great conversation where Arduardo, Arduardo prays with me. He, he prays to God, and he asks for forgiveness for his sins. He asks Jesus into his heart, and we talk about salvation, and we do the prayer of salvation together. And it was a moment that I will forever carry with me to sit across from this man that I had just met, and I know his life was changed in that moment. And I will be really honest with you guys, I've never done anything like that before in my life. I've never sat across from someone and said, hey, do you know about Jesus? Do you know if you're going to heaven or hell? And what that experience did for me, it really lit a fire in me and had me asking myself the question, why not? Why am I not asking people that question? Why am I not having that conversation with my neighbor three doors down the street who may or may not go to church? Um, I realized I don't have to leave the country to be a missionary. I can do that right here in Williamson County where there are people that, that don't know Jesus. And I really feel like God was telling me, you you need to do this. Um, you are prepared to do this, even as uncomfortable as that was. Um, and so it just really did something to my heart that day. And I know Eduardo's life was changed that day, and that was really incredible. And I just want to thank all of you in this church for supporting this missions team and supporting this trip, whether it was financially or with your prayers, because it was incredible, and we reached people really far away, and I know that we made a difference, and I want to thank you all for that. So, thank you. Thank you, Sherry. That was amazing. Sherry, thank you for your work on the trip. It was incredible, and we're so proud of you. What an amazing story. Ed, I do want to clarify one thing. It wasn't actually The Rock. He looked like The Rock. I want to invite up our very own Stephen Houlay next. Let's make him welcome. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Um, so this is, like Cher, this, is, this was my first, first uh, missions trip, and um, I brought my son, my 13-year-old son, Christian. Um, the night before we left, we're packing and getting everything packed, and we bring, <laughs> we bring all suitcases out, and I took... Made a decision. We don't need to bring. We don't need to check bags, right? Because you get a carry-on bag, which is pretty big, and a backpack to carry on with you. That way, there's no threat of losing your luggage, anything like that. So Christian comes out uh, with his backpack, and he's got a basketball in his backpack. And um, I, I told him that's not a good idea to bring a basketball. You don't have to bring a basketball. We're going to. Um, the jungle. We're going to the, you know, you don't need a basketball, and that takes up a lot of room, right? Even to put the basketball in front of the plane seat in front of you, it's a, it's a deal. And he uh, said, no, I'm going to bring the basketball. Um, I want to bring the basketball. Someone's going to want to play ball there. And, and I, I strongly urged him, it's not a good idea. It's really a bad idea to bring that basketball. And anybody who has a 13-year-old knows that we kind of pick and choose our battles. 
And um, Heather and I decided to um, let him bring the basketball. Um, so when we got there, um, half of our team, um, we got in Tisman, uh at our, at our base, the camp base. And uh, Rio Lagartos is a little, little town. Um, half of our team was going to build a church there. And the other half was um, doing VBS. So we were ministering um, to the kids uh, so when we get, and I, I was on the VBS team, so we went to the VBS um, side, and Sherry had asked me to be in charge of the games. So we get to where we're doing VBS, and it's actually at a basketball court. So I realized that I don't know everything. I'm always shocked every time I don't know everything. Um, and Christian was right, and God knows and the basketball was for our thing. I don't even know what we'd have done without the basketball. Now, they'd have a courts. So the little kids there, they don't have what we have. So they, you know, they use old soccer balls to try to throw up there. It's not like a good $50 basketball, which Christian brought. Um, so I think we have a video of a uh, little bit of us playing. sound is these kids were so happy um, wonderful wonderful kids and just so excited to play and just so excited to be uh, paid attention to so we had the, the best time um, it was a good block right there so we would have like and there would be like group after group after group that would come. And sometimes there would be 20 kids versus 20 kids, like one time. So I was trying to figure out like, how could we, how could we figure out like to separate the teams, right? So I asked Sherry. Sherry said, I do have these stickers that say Jesus love you, loves you. So I said, okay, well, maybe we could do like a blue team with the blue stickers and a red team. And anyways, it got super chaotic. So I couldn't I couldn't do that. It didn't work. There was too many kids. They were all over the place. Um, but at the end, I would give out these stickers to these kids, right? And it made me think of like when we go to Kroger, when we take our kids to Kroger, you know, at the end of the, when you pay for your food, there's, you know, sometimes this lady says, do you want, you know, does your kid want a sticker? And our kids are so used to stickers. They're like, you know, I guess, whatever. They have a billion stickers. Um, these people don't have that stuff. They don't have readers. When Sherry was talking about the readers, seeing these people like look at a paper and for the first time being able to see with tears in their eyes uh, was amazing. Seeing these kids line up and, and picking the color of sticker they wanted and telling them it says Jesus loves you and they walked so proud with these uh, stickers were, um, was uh, absolutely amazing. Um, so at the, it, we're also there with um, the people who are going to be the pastors of the church that's being built there. So basically, this was the first introduction to this town of this will be the church. These are your pastors. Um, we're building trust within the community. So at the VBS, like parents and grandparents would drop off their kids, and they would kind of stay on the outskirts of, of the court where we were doing all this, and they would just kind of watch. And every day, they would get a little more comfortable. And by about the third day, the, the grandparents and the parents are just laughing. And we had great interpreters, and we had an interpreter named uh, Pedro. 
And um, Pedro said, this woman would like to talk to you. And she had her, probably her grandson with her. And the grandson says, thank you, thank you for coming. And uh, she said with tears in her eyes, I'm going to tear up a little bit. Um, With tears in her eyes, she said, no one has ever come for our kids before. And thank you. Um, And it's so beautiful that we're building a relationship uh, with the people there. Um, And there's so much uh, potential for this little village. There's work. There's fishing work. And it's, um, it was absolutely amazing. Um, and I think I have a couple pictures. So at the end, Christian uh, gave his ball. You have the picture? So at the end, um, when we were leaving, this guy got, got the ball, and uh, he's probably bouncing that right now. So um, grateful experience, grateful to everybody who's helped Um, who donated. Um, It was awesome. So thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Christian, just remember this. Every time your dad is saying no about something, you can say, hey, dad, the Lord leads me. Just tell your dad that. (laughs) I'm going to invite Allison Spahn to come come on up to the front. Let's welcome her, everybody. Praise God. Um, I'm going to try not to be as nervous as I was the first time this morning when I did this, but I just want to give all glory to God, first of all. And what he said about giving testimonies this morning was so perfect. And I like the in-your-face Satan. Like, that's my favorite part of giving a testimony, because it's like, in-your-face Satan. This is where I've come from. This is what God's done. And um, so I'm just giving God all the glory for speaking today. And uh, I know I have to. But anyway, um, at the beginning of this year, God gave me a word, and it was restoration. And in this word, I knew it wasn't supposed to be a study or anything for the year. I knew it was a promise. And um, in getting that word, I have seen it just be so fulfilled in so many ways, I can't even tell you. And I'm so grateful. But um, I pray over my kids every day. This is something I do when I'm driving them to school, when I'm doing anything. I say a prayer uh, for them, and I just ask God to help me in raising them because I always tell, I'm not enough. I know I'm not enough for these amazing boys, but for him to fill me, for the Holy Spirit to work through me, to show me, to guide me, to fill my mouth with what to say, not that I always do anything right, but and for the Holy Spirit to guide me into opportunities to raise them to be the men that he has created them to be because he is theirs. I have the, the honor of raising them, but he is theirs. He already knows who they are, what they are, and to guide me through that and to show me opportunities. So, which brings me to, I was sitting in church the one Sunday, and um, Pastor Nathan began to talk about there was going to be a missions trip. And as soon as he started talking about it and talking about Mexico and going on this mission trip, I just felt the Holy Spirit just, you know, come up from my toes. And it was a yes. And I knew it was him just telling me that this was one of those moments, you know? And in an instant, I turned to my son and I said, do you want to go? And he looked at me and turned his head really fast. He's like, yes, can we do that? And I said, we're going to do it. We're going to find a way. And he's like, you and me? And I said, you and me, we're going to do it. And I knew that God would make a way because I knew it was one of those things he was giving to me um, for my son. And I didn't even begin to realize all that it would be. So in saying that, if you ever have an opportunity to go on one of these trips, go. And if you can't, sponsor somebody else that's going to go. And like I said earlier, we're all going through something different in our life. 
but it's amazing how we can all go and do the same thing and God meets us in all those different areas of our life and works through us when we say yes and when we move forward. So, uh, so it was an amazing, an amazing time. And I'm just going to touch as quickly as I can on some, just some of the things that were a blessing during the trip. So um, in, in, in restoration, all of this is restoration for me, and I'll touch back on that again. But this trip, the sweet fellowship with the body of Christ was just a huge blessing to me. And uh, like I said earlier, the blessings of going on a missions trip, when we think when we think we're the ones going somewhere to bless some people and we're going to do a thing, it's really arrows pointing in both directions. Because when we serve, when we do what we're made to do, when we do the very thing that God really wants us to do with our lives, the blessings go in both directions. As we serve, we are blessed. As we serve, we're strengthened. He humbles us. He takes us through things. He works in our lives. You know, and the blessings go, I think we're way more blessed than we are the blessing to them, right? So, um, and this was part of the thing that was amazing to take my son to do. I wanted that to be a part of his life, to serve, to have a heart of compassion, to see what it's like to do things for the Lord. Um, so this was a huge blessing to me. But the sweet fellowship of the body of Christ, of being with one another, of getting to know these people that I just sit with every Sunday, but really get to know them, to get to know my pastor, to be on the trip with him, um, my beautiful roommates that God perfectly chose for me that I got to spend so much time with who uh, were just now sweet sisters and good friends of mine. Um, the time with my son, like I said, and watching him experience and take it all in, just from even, even the point of view of gratitude, like, do you see this? Do you see how they live? Do you see what it's like? Do you realize how incredibly blessed we are? I mean, there were so many points to minister to my son. Um, and then my son just being around godly dads and grandfathers the whole time and them ministering to him in ways that they didn't even know they were. My son developing new friendships with his brothers and sister in Christ. Um, and having a fresh vision, God just gave me this that, that time of refreshing while I was there, even though it was a lot of work and we were really exhausted. There was just, God was just building up a fresh vision in me. And he was just restoring things in me. As you, as you do that service and as we're there, it was just like this thing was just bubbling up inside of me. And I was feeling excited again for this vision that God was giving for my life. Um, we went to church on Sunday two times to two different churches. And uh, we had our group gave testimonies and ministered to the people, but, and that was an amazing time. But what really moved me was the time of worship with the people at these churches. Their hearts were so sincere and they were so open in this raw and beautiful way that it was just such a blessing to be in that presence while they worshiped. And it was so wonderful. Um, and I could talk about that one forever. Um, and, the VBS, when we ministered to the children, wow, was that just something that just filled my heart in ways I can't tell you. And we also did it, we went out and did street ministry in the town before we started VBS each day. And I can't even tell you, like just the opportunity and being forced, not forced, I wasn't forced, but just, this is what we're going to go do, let's go do it. And I was like, okay, let's go do it. You know, because we need more of that. And I went out in the practice of just knocking on doors and saying hello to people. People invited us inside their home immediately. They just opened the door and said, come on in. Yes, will you pray with my wife? She's sick. And I got to lay hands on people and pray. And it was just, I just can't even tell you just what a blessing um, that was. You know what I mean? It just felt so like, this is what we need to be doing more of. This is what I want to be doing more of. Um, so it was phenomenal. 
And, and I could just go on and on and on about what a blessing it was and spending the time with my son and seeing him in ministry. But now I'm just going to tell you about a really quick personal thing that God did to me. And this is really where I want to give glory to God. Um, so God gave me the word restoration early this year. And restoration is metamorphosis, revision, reconstruction, renewal, recovery, resurrection, resurgence. There's so many words, but it's when God does a healing and a repairing and returning you to a previous state or a previous condition. Um, and years ago, almost 20 years ago now, my father and my mother were pastors of a church for almost 40 years, and my father developed stomach cancer about six months into my brand new marriage. Uh, we moved back home to be with them, and a tsunami of events happened after that. And my mother, um, she fell into some old demons with addiction and depression, and then my father passed, and the church took over, and it was a really bad time where they, um, not too much TMI, but they, they took over and kicked out, and things got really bad, and it was a a hard time for me where Satan just came in and it was overwhelming. And there was a time in my life where I just let that be overwhelming to me. And that caused such sickness in my body and my health. Um, I could go on and on. But then there was a time of where God was just taking me through things, where I had to turn to him, where I had to really fight turning to myself and my own strength and turn to his. And God's timing is not our timing. It never is. I would have liked to have been healed and had all of those things shored up immediately, but he didn't choose to do so. And he took me through these things. And long story short, we went through all those times for almost two decades until we finally moved here to Tennessee, which God moved us here. It was a part of prayer. And we got here, and he has been giving me that word restoration since we got here. And God has been restoring things in my life. God has been showing why all those things took place and what he was taking me through and why it has taken so long and the testimony that's building and the muscles that have been, been building and the thick skin that has been being thickened and on and on the story goes, but all to come to a place where I was on this missions trip, sitting there drinking my coffee in the backyard under the banana trees and the coconut trees and listening to the birds, and I felt the Holy Spirit once again just move through me and show me the restoration the church that he's led me to, the pastor he has led me to, this missions trip, my children being, you know, surrounded by the body of Christ and these opportunities. Um, and he has just brought me back full again. And um, so this trip was so much more, ended up being so much more than just taking my son somewhere. And that was like the huge, huge, and it happened on the women's retreat earlier this year too, where God just showed me that. So it was a second time he just flooded me with gratitude, so much so that I had to get up and walk it out in that backyard though. And, uh, and at the end right there, when I was putting everything back together and I felt like my time with him was complete, I was ready to go back to my room, the loudspeakers started playing, I can only imagine. And that was the song I played at my dad's funeral for the movie that we showed. And I, and I just broke all over again. Because God is just so good. You know, his timing is not our timing. There were years where I didn't understand what he was doing, but his timing is not our timing, but he is so good and faithful to bring it all back to us when we continue to follow after him and seek him for those things. But here's a few scriptures he gave me, and I'll close with this. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint, Isaiah, Isaiah 40, 31. 
And instead of your shame, you'll receive a double portion. Instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours, Isaiah 61, 7. But I will restore you to a health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord, because you were called an outcast, Zion, for whom no one cares, Jeremiah 30, 17. And last but not least, Stay in prayer because, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you received it and it will be yours, Mark eleven twenty four. 24. So praise God. If you have a chance to go on a missions trip, go. Thank you. Wow, Allison, that was awesome. Can you preach next Sunday? She's going to take my job. That was amazing. We have one more. Let's invite Rob Rates up to the front. He's going to share an amazing testimony with us. Well, it's great to be here with all of you and have an opportunity to uh, share what, what was a, really a high point for me in this missions trip. Uh, we were on an excursion Friday morning to the Mayan ruins, and our guide, well, thankfully, he spoke English, you know, so he could <laughs> share with us about the Mayan ruins and the history of the people. And he mentioned that, uh, you know, centuries ago, the Mayan people had... Uh, many gods. He said they had over 400 gods. And uh, I was pondering that as we made our way through these ruins. And there was a time when everyone was climbing up on, on these really uh, tall ruins. And uh, I was sitting on a log just resting. <laughs> and uh, the guide was uh, right beside me standing there. And I just felt prompted to say to him that uh, we believe there's just one God. Father loved us, sent his son Jesus to die for us, to forgive our sins. And he was buried and rose again. And now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And he wants to have a relationship with us. So we have the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one, one God. He looked at me and he said, I, I believe in God, but I don't know him. I said, oh, you can know him. You can know him. He wants to know you, and he wants you to know him. I said, you, we could pray right now if you'd like to pray and get to know this one God. You can pray and ask Jesus to come into your heart, forgive all your sins, and give you the free gift of eternal life. Would you like to do that? And he said, I would like to do that. And so we prayed. And we prayed along these lines. You know, Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for me, to pay the penalty of my sins. Thank you for forgiving my sins. And I thank you that I can now receive that free gift of eternal life. And now I declare that Jesus is Lord of my life. When he finished praying, he said, this is the best day. And I said, it really is. And then he went on to, to tell us, and, and uh, Yadi was there too, to, to hear this. He said, this was meant to be because I wanted to work Wednesday and Thursday. And they said, no, 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 Friday. He said, no, I, I want to work Wednesday and Thursday. They said, no, you can work Friday. And he said, that's so I could be here, meet you, and get to know my God. And what he was saying was, this is a divine appointment. And it was. 
And we had many of those. And so I want to encourage you if, to come on a missions trip. You, you can sign up <laughs> anytime, and we would uh, love to have you join us. Thank you, Rob. It was amazing. Jaron, you can come on up to the front. Randy Mache, one of our board members, is out of town, and he and his wife wanted me to share something on their behalf. Randy has wanted to be a part of a church-building trip for years, and that was something we did. Our church raised uh, $8,500. We got to build a church in Rio Lagartos. They've never had a church facility there, and our VBS team was reaching all these kids that are now already having services there. We're going back next year again, the first week of June. Any of you guys that want to go with us, just let me know. Sherry's going to run logistics on it again. We're going to raise some more funds before that to continue building on to the church that we built. We're going to build a back deck on it. I don't know exactly what project, but there's all these different stages to the building. And uh, we're going to go and minister again to the kids. And we are working in partnership with the pastors there. We know them. We're supporting them monthly. So it is going to be a great continued work. Um, can we all stand together? Jane Mache, Randy's wife, went on this trip with us as well. And if you don't know Jane, you wouldn't know that for 30 years, uh, she suffered from cataplexy and narcolepsy, where she would pass out suddenly and she could not move. All she could do was hear. She could not speak. She would come to church, uh, not every Sunday because she was always nervous. She would pass out, lay in the back. Sometimes she'd be on the bathroom floor. She would get carried out. She suffered for 30 years with that. Three years ago, on our first time back in the sanctuary after COVID, uh, you guys remember that thing that happened? It was three years ago now. We came into this room. We weren't preaching about healing or anything, and she felt warmth all through her head out of nowhere. She didn't pass out all that Sunday morning. She walked out this front door because we were all distanced and wearing masks and all that. This was right in the heart of all that. And then she came back the next week in tears saying, I haven't passed out all week and God healed her that day. And then three years later, she went on this mission trip with us. There's no way she could have gone on a plane. There's no way she could have functioned in Mexico like that. So we give thanks to God. We have a photo of her. Do you still have that there, Renee? Look at her sharing her testimony. She did this in both of the churches we ministered at on that Sunday morning. Check that out. That's Jane sharing about her healing in the middle of Mexico, a living, walking miracle. So we give God thanks for that. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Have a great day.